Hello, everyone. Welcome to the National Wiffle Holy Commutes podcast. Today, you'll be lucky enough to listen to a KWL championship game preview hosted by a KWL panel uh, with myself, Grant Miller, our commissioner, Brian Lewis, Justin Gregory, and Ty Smith. Uh, our audience, uh, they already know who Lewis and Greg's are. Uh, they probably don't know who you are, Ty. Do you want to give a brief introduction of who you are, your Wiffle background? You can keep it short. Yeah, so I started in the KWL in 2019. We were the youngest team to ever be in the league at that time. Our record has been beaten now, but we were all 18 when we started, all seniors in high school. And, you know, it's been a crazy run to where we've gotten to now. I also ran a league out of Portage, the Portage Wiffle League. I uh, ran that for five years and then was in MLW this year. So, First round draft pick, MLW. Got to love it. Third one so far in two years. So that's cool. Another fun uh, Ty Smith fact that a lot of people don't know. Super underrated hitter. He Since he started, he's number two for all players who've played more than one year on open on base percentage. So it's almost 600. So the guy's an on base machine and he hits a lot of home runs too. He's just short of top 10 in, in the home run list. So um, really good hitter. Watch out for him. So um, we're going to jump right into it. Go over um, a little bit of this year's championship matchup. And then uh, Lewis, you can talk about the KWL history here in a minute too. So just to walk everybody through it's going to be Ty Smith's number one Flying Monkeys. Uh, there's 19, four, and one against Gregory's number two Legends. They're 17, four, and three, and they won their last 11 games in the regular season. They are hot and rolling. Um, Monkeys led the series in the regular season. They won two games, lost one, and then also tied. So there was a 0-0 tie in seven innings, and then the Monkeys won 1-0 in extras. Legends ended up coming back and winning a 7-2 ball game, and then the Monkees won the last matchup 3-0. So that's all regular season. Um, this is a really cool matchup, too, because you have the really young, kind of up-and-coming youth team in the Monkees against the savvy veteran team of the Legends. And in both of these teams, it's their first time in the championship, so we're going to have a new winner this year. So super exciting. We'll see who ends up uh, hoisting that championship uh, trophy at the end of here. Um, another quick point, too, is you have a off very offensive team versus a very uh, pitching team. So the Legends, they were actually the worst hitting team this year. Uh, that's a shocking stat, but they were by far the best pitching team when you look at the team stats. And on the flip side, the Monkees, they were the best hitting team. Uh, and then they're number three at pitching. So they're a much more well-balanced team. So this is going to be interesting how this uh, series plays out here. Um, but, Lewis, you want to walk through the KWL past champions and, and where they're going to be listed with the, with the other great franchises? Sure, Grant. Uh, so we're in our 17th season, and but we've only had seven teams that have won the championship. So we've had a lot of dynasties or back-to-back -back champions. Uh, we started out with the Industrials uh, back when in 2006 when we only had six teams playing, and they only won their uh, the inaugural season. And then uh, Brian Myers, who he and Daryl Hudson, who started the league, could never uh, get another championship. But the next for uh, 2007 through 2009 were the Bellagers, and they were very much known for pitching and speed. So they're a team that would have matched up well in this series 
Then in 2010, we had the Friars win their first championship, and then the Belliatures came back. And then uh, a lot of people say that 2012 and 2013, when Scared Hitless ones were the best series ever. I'm very partial to those because that's the only time that I've been in the championship. And then we really started to hit what feels like the modern champions of the KWL. So in 2014 was when the Diablos first won. And the Diablos have been in the finals almost every year since 2014. And they've also won it five times since 2014. And they really carried on and were probably the best playoff team the KWL has ever seen. But really that kind of dynasty feel. Uh, the Chuckers, the Shanghai Chuckers, had their championship in 2018, and they broke up that string uh, of the Diablo wins. Um, but then the Diablos came back in 2019, which is when, uh, with this, so uh, Mike Hogan's team, um, who's part of Legends, uh, lost, and then they came back with their new team in 2020 and 2021, uh, losing to the Chuckers and Diablos, uh, respectively. But Though really from 2014 on feels like that is the modern era of the KWL where you need uh, strong pitching for sure, but clutch hitting and very focused defense to make sure that you aren't giving up those big plays that turn um, a game from what really should be a like a two to one game into a five to one game where uh, you're really not going to have people uh, come back from that kind of deficit. And then this series with the Legends and the Flying Monkeys, it's either going to be um, the Hogan with this, with that Legends era continues, or Ty sets up what could be his run and bringing his younger players in so where we really could be seeing the start of that next dynasty with the Flying Monkeys. Yeah, yeah, super exciting. I, I like your analysis there with uh, pitching matters. But yeah, the fielding really, people don't realize how clutch fielding becomes until it's a championship game and a single turns into double and then that gets in two runs. So um, good point. And then just one quick correction. In 2020 and 2021, with that beat the Chuckers and the Diablos. So they're the two-time reigning champs. You just, you just, you had that right. You just said it backwards. Yep. Um, so Gregory Thanks. was on that team. Hogan's on that team. Uh, dust my shoulder off. I was on that team. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, we'll, we'll get into the rosters here. Um, so Gregory, we'll start with you first. Again, legends. It's their first year. It's a, it's a really a, the same intact team of with that. And then they added a few, uh, big additions. So I'll let, let you, you, uh, talk about that, Gregory. Yeah, sure. Um, so I guess we'll just kind of start with uh, the the people from with that that kind of have come back and um, you know make up the roster. So first we have we have Hogan, obviously. Um, you know, coming to this year, you know, as far as what we were expecting from everybody, you know, Hogan, we were expecting him to be you know continue to be the dominant pitcher um, and step up in the lineup, right? Uh, you know, losing UG, we lost we lost a good bat, so uh, you know everyone kind of had to step up and and fill that, fill that void. Um, so, so yeah, Hogan's with us. And then uh, John Liberty, um, who continues to be a great defensive player for us, you know, kind of what you were just, just what you were saying. Um, he's a defensive stud um, and he always seems to get on base. Um, then we have Ira, a YouTube sensation. Uh, she, he is a, uh, a great closeout picture for us. Um, 
he's been he uh wound up taking the last game in the series last year against the Diablos um and just had a really nice season this year uh really stepped up at the plate this year I had like a really incredible like on base percentage and did really well well at the plate this year um so that was good to see and then myself is the last one in that in that group um you know I was kind of out a good portion of the year on injury I played uh you know up to week three and then came back for the playoffs and um you know so I've been out a good portion of the year but is what it is and then some of the new additions we have we brought Lee Van Streen over from the old glory days team um he uh was really what we were looking to kind of you know fill the the, the Grant Miller void and and bringing an, a good arm back to the team and a good bat. Um, you know, the fact that he's lefty, now we have two lefties on the team. We really like that as well. Uh, he's been lights out this year and, you know, everything we expected from him. Uh, and then we had two guys come out of retirement that were old uh, with, with this players, um, which would be Mark Ford. And we were looking for him to return as a, as the arm that he left the league with. Um, Mark's always been a, a really good pitcher and had a strong arm and, um, he's kind of returned to show that this year and Marcus Cole. Um, so Cole was always a big bat back in the day, uh, seemed to continue that to this day. Uh, and he's been a good place in the lineup for us. And that rounds out our team. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, couple of additional points, Ira. So again, he's one of for the listeners. He's this crafty hitter. He gets on base in different ways and he frustrates pitchers because He'll go up there almost looking to walk, and then he'll wait till the most clutch moment, and he'll swing first pitch, and he'll get a clutch hit. <laughs> so him and Liberty both, John Liberty, super underrated hitter, they've stepped up big with uh, Greg's ear injury. You being out, that's a big bat that was out for a lot of the regular season. So to have you back is is big for the lineup too. Um, what about Greg's, before we – go to Ty, what was your guys' expectations for this year? Was it was it still championship or bust? I'd imagine so. I'm sorry, did you say that one more time? Well, what was your uh, expectations leading up to this year? Were you guys still going, you know, it's championship or bust? I would assume that's the case. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, you, like, like we were saying, you know, two years in a row, most of the team has won back-to-back championships and, again, trying to, you know, put our stamp on the KWL as far as being those return champions. And, you know, once you get the the taste for a championship, that's, that's really the expectation. Right. So, um, so yeah. And then we have, I know Lee's always wanted, wanted a ring for the finger. So I know he's been super hungry for it. And uh, the last year that, you know, uh, Ford and, and Cole played, you know, they, they lost right at the end themselves. So we had a team full of hungry guys looking for that championship. So that was, you know, absolutely expectation. Yep. I, I think a lot of people had the legends as the favorite to win it this year, for sure. You guys almost made an improvement. It, it, you guys are stacked. Um, Ty, let's let's kick it off with you. Walk us through your roster. Give us some key points on some of the names and, and who they are, what they've done. And then uh, also give us what your expectations were going into this year. It's your fourth year. So. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously we've always been one of the youngest teams in the league. This was the first year we brought everyone back from the year prior. No new players. So I think that's really helped us. We all have played together for a full season now. So just playing together, you know, now it's been two years. So I think that's really helped us all that experience with each other. 
Uh, I'll start with Jake Longman. He's been here the longest, uh, three years. So he's the veteran of our team, aside from me. Um, he's been here since 2020 when he was 14 years old, became the youngest player ever in the KWL. And uh, he used to just be an on-base machine last year, similar to me. He took a lot of walks. And this year, he's been way more aggressive at the plate. Uh, if you look at his numbers, his slugging percentage is, I think, the highest on our team. So uh, he's really transitioned into a hitter and not just a guy that's, you know, going to walk his way on base. So uh, I like that a lot out of him. He's been a lot more aggressive. Uh, you got the Baranowski brothers. I'll start with Brendan. Obviously, he's been like the world traveler of wiffle ball this year. Uh, him and Grant have been going all over, but uh, Brendan's in the MLW and Maw. So obviously, he's been all over the place. He's probably pitched somewhere near 100 innings, maybe more. Uh, across his three wiffle ball leagues and I don't know how he does it he's got his tiger balm he's got his ibuprofen and somehow he's always ready to throw it doesn't matter uh, what he's done even if it was 24 hours prior so that's what I like about him he's always ready to go uh, and then his brother Chris um, coming off surgery last year only played I think like six games um, so it took a while for him to get back up to speed Obviously, he had uh, scoliosis, so that's a big deal, a big thing to come off of uh, that surgery. But he's pitched really well for us. He led our team in innings pitched, so uh, he's been a workhorse for us, and he's really starting to figure out figure it out at the plate. Uh, so he's come a long way. Uh, and then you got the other young gun, Drew Habel, 16-year-old. Uh, Grant said many times this year he was clocked at 91 in our first series. A lot of wind at his back, but... Uh, that's pretty cool, and uh, he has been our most clutch hitter in the playoffs. He has really come through for us, and he's starting to pitch like an ace. So uh, I got to give it to him. He's really uh, came into his own in his second year, and then obviously you have me uh, managing the team in my fourth year. Um, I think I just, you know, obviously bring a lot of experience, which our team doesn't really have. If there's one thing we lack the most, it would be that, so... I guess that's that's probably what I bring the most for us. Yeah, and, you know, I already kind of hyped you up as a hitter. You're a big-time hitter, um, table setter, and RBI guy. But the thing with Ty, you've probably been one of the most most improved pitchers from a year on, year on, year on. Like, every year you come in better and better and better. I mean, I think if you – I think you guys made a right decision trying to get Chris to become – pitching him more so he can be there for the playoffs – but um, I, I really got you and Chris as like a, a really good number three pitcher for any team. I think both of you guys could be a good number two pitcher for a lot of teams. So you guys got a lot of depth for pitching too. Maybe not as much high end talent, but you got Bear and Hable, and those guys are both ace level pitchers. Uh, so it, it'll be a good one. And, and you guys, obviously, you're, 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 was this your first year where you're like, hey, this is like a championship? Or were you guys thinking that last year even? You know, at the start of this year, I don't know if I quite saw us as like on the same level as the Legends and the Diablos, which I don't know if that's a great thing to say. But uh, as the year went on, obviously, I started to see us as that. And then it was late July, I think, when we swept the Diablos uh, and they actually pitched Nate and Mitch. And that was when I was like, you know what, we really could win this thing uh, when it's all said and done. So I think that was really when I started to believe in that. For sure. For sure. All right, awesome. Well, let's um let's kind of go through how you guys have done in the playoffs so far. Obviously, you're both here. Um, 
just for the listeners, the Monkees, they they started off with Lewis's team, Scared Hitless. And you, Lewis, you guys gave them some trouble. That was an that was a really tight series. Um, it was one one, forced it to a game three, and Hitless had like a three or four run lead going into like the fourth inning, right, Lewis? Is that right? You guys were right yeah, there like, on the cusp. Yeah, that's right. It was it was really close, and we could kind of tell it was right there. Um, but we had a, we had a couple of errors. I made a a, a big error, and uh, because Ty's team they're just relentless and they kept hitting and they were running hard. And so we gave up uh, more runs than we can come back from. But yeah, great series, but the, the better team definitely won. Yep. Yep. And then uh, Ty, I'll, I'll hand it off to you on what you guys just did in the semifinals against the Chuckers who, who they were coming off riding high off to uh, walk off home runs in their, in their series win against us, the bad boys. So. Yeah, uh, they they definitely played us really tough in that game, too. Game one, I mean, a lot of the reason we came out with a sweep in that series, A.J. Tate, he has pitched really great against us before. He's no-hit us before. He just didn't have it in game one, unfortunately, uh, for him. And uh, that gave us a chance to save our pitching for game two, where we had Drew, and he pitched lights out for us. And, you know, we only had one hit in that game. It was his home run in the eighth inning. And that that gave us the win. So he basically won that game by himself. <laughs> his his back was sore. I don't know if you guys gave him a massage or not, but he deserved one because yeah, he literally threw an eight inning shutout against a, a really good Chuckers team, and then he hit the game winning home run. I mean, it's awesome. Get sixteen again. He's sixteen. You guys need that for for the championship game. You need that. And uh, uh, Gregory, flipping over to the legends here, what was your guys' first series? You uh, played the Guided Wiffles, the youngest team now in the KWL. That was tighter than than a lot of people thought. Walk us through that one. Yeah, I mean, we definitely, I mean, we've talked about it before in the last podcast. I mean, they were without a doubt an incredibly improved team from the first day they stepped on the field to, to what we saw in the playoffs. Um, you know, they they threw us really tough. I mean, both, both guys, uh, Solison, I'm not sure if I'm saying his name, right. Forgive me. Um, and Colton, they, they threw two incredible games. Um, you know, the difference, I mean, the difference was, was minimal. I mean, they played us really tough in the first one. Um, and the second one, we wound up coming on top of both, but man, it was, it was, we, we were sweating there for a second. We we're like, all right, we gotta, we gotta buckle down and win this game. Um, so yeah, so we wound up coming coming out on top of them, um, and then we saw the Diablos, uh, you know, our rivals in in the uh, in the next series. And you know, to be candid, we we didn't want to see the Diablos in a best of three. We really wanted to see them in a best of five. Um, so uh, yeah, Mitch came out and pitched against uh, kind of a uh, we pitched Hogan and Lee in in in, in the first game and. Um, you know, uh, Mitch, Mitch came out on top and, uh, they played us really tough. Uh, Kyle Owen had a, had a really, really good bomb to kind of put them up to nothing. Um, and then Nate came up and hit a two run bomb himself. Uh, we came back and, and Lee had a shot of his own, but, uh, we, we dropped four, two in that first game. And then the second game, um, the second game went. The first night we finished up in extras zero zero. Nate, Nate and uh, and Lee were going head to head. It was just it was just a pitcher's duel. 
uh, but no one could get anything going. No one could push anything across. And then in the, uh, in the next game, <clears throat> in the next game or the next day, rather, uh, continuing that game again, it was just more, more battling, more battling. And then we just wound up playing small ball, getting a couple guys on base. And then Liberty came up with just a giant hit, uh, super clutch that just wound up pushing across and winning game two. And then in game three, we, uh, we came out big, uh, Hogan came in and pitched against, against Hunter. And, and we just, we just wound up, you know, just, just racking up the runs. We knew if we wanted to get to that third game, um, that the third game was in our favor. Uh, but yeah, man, again, another, you know, down to the wire series, uh, that a couple, you know, one big hit could have put us out, but, um, yeah, just kind of coming ahead and back in our, our next finals. Yep. Yeah. That, that was for the listeners, a 10 inning marathon, zero, zero Lee Van Streen versus Nate Thompson, just dueling. And like you said, John Liberty with the clutch hit. And at that point, I think the Diablos, that, that was a big gut punch. I, they, if I'm them, I'm thinking we got to win in two games because we got Mitch and, and Nate, two of the best p- pitchers in the league. If we win those games, we can beat the Legends. Um, so I agree. You, you guys are better suited against them in a five-game series than a three-game series, but you guys came out on top. All right, we're going into the last section here. Let's let's get into predictions, keys for success, challenges, X-factors. Um, you got Ty, or I'm sorry, Greg's. So you can start it off. You can keep it quick here, but biggest key for success what your biggest challenge is going to be and who, who do you think's that X factor for the series? Um, I think, you know, keys to success are going to be, uh, frankly, I think Ford's pitching, um, Lee and Lee and Hogan been pitching incredible. And I think in this five game series, if, if Ford comes out with a strong outing, we're going to be really tough to beat, uh, you know, that and, and the, and the bottom of the lineup contributing and getting on base. Um, you know, playing small ball, I think that's going to be our biggest piece for success. Um, biggest challenge is going to be getting runs early. I think way too much against, you know, good good pitching. Um, you know, we've come out with a, with a win in the end. Um, and I think getting out ahead really kind of calms us down and gives us a looseness in our game that, uh, that we really need to do. Uh, and then X Factor, um, I'm going to go with the team on this one. I think, uh, again, our biggest success and our biggest kind of, overcoming wins have been in playing as a team and everyone doing their part. Um, and I think that's going to be giant force in this series to come out against the monkeys and, uh, and win a best of five. Um, so yeah, playing as a team, that's the expect. Yep. You guys got the talent. You just, everybody just needs to do their job. And um, I think a lot of people do have the legends. as the favorite, even though they are the quote unquote number two seed. Um, Ty, Let's go to you. Same question. Biggest key to success, biggest challenge. Do you got an X factor in mind? Uh, Yeah, I think our biggest keys are timely hitting and base running because, you know, I think our team has quite a bit of speed that we might be able to steal a few runs on the bases, you know, maybe score from second on a ball that uh, a lot of guys would stay at third, something like that. Uh, So I think that could really help us, especially against, obviously, two of the greatest pitchers uh, the league has ever seen, and Hogan and Lee, you have to manufacture a couple runs off guys like that. You're not just going to, you know, hit a couple home runs off them. It's not that easy. So uh, some timely hits and some timely base running is going to be key for us. And we need Brendan or Drew, uh, preferably both of them, to pitch like the aces that they are. 
you know, we have obviously Hogan and Lee are on another level of pretty much anybody. But, you know, if you can steal a few runs and either Brendan or Drew can pitch like a true ace, we could steal one of those games and then who knows. So, uh, yeah, I think I would say our X factor has to be Drew uh, just after his performance against the Chuckers. Um, we, we've always thought of Brennan as our ace this year for good reason, but now it's, it's almost like we have a one a and a one B. So if that's the case in this series, um, who knows, it could end up in our favor. Yeah, it is just, I, I can't wait to watch this. I can't wait to watch this one. Um, all right, let's, let's wrap it up here. Uh, Lewis, you want to start us off with a prediction here. Who's going to win it? How many games is it going to take? Do you got any other feedback or comments on this? Yeah, so I think the Legends are going to take it. I think they're going to take it in in four games. Um, I think where it's going to come down to is the amount of uh, discipline that the other guys are going to be able to have. They've been in this uh, many times. Um, and I think the big thing for me is that uh, Justin Gregory and and Mike Hogan specifically will be able to keep uh, Lee Van Strien's head in this. And that's going to be a big thing. So I think uh, their experience takes it. But it's a it's a deep series, I think. Uh, a couple of the games are going to be super close. One's going to be a blowout. Um, and I, yeah, I'm really excited to watch it. Yep. I, I, I like your analysis there. Um, well, before I go, we'll, we'll turn it over to the guys. And you guys can, you don't have to join in on this. I don't want you guys jinxing yourselves. But if you do want to be bold here on camera in front of each other, it's good. It's good. Good media here. So. Greg's, do you, you're the Philly guy. You're the East Coast guy. I bet you'll 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 go for it and say what you're gonna what your prediction is. Yeah, I I like uh, I like Brian's. I think we take it in four. Um, I think we're gonna see uh, what we know of our pitching, and Hogan's gonna come out and be be a stud, and Lee's gonna come out and be a stud. Um, you know, Ford's gonna fill that void, and it's tough when you have to see those those three repeatedly. And uh, I think the bats are gonna come alive, and yeah. Legends in four. Love it. Ty, do you want to jinx yourself or are you going for it? You're the young team too. It's a little tougher here. All right. All I'm going to say is uh, if we can take one, there's going to be two games tomorrow. It's best of five. If we can take one of those games tomorrow, then I'm not going to say we're going to win the series, but that puts us in a good position. Uh, Whereas obviously if we lose both of those games tomorrow, it's a long road up. So I'm, if we uh, get one tomorrow, I'm I'm feeling good. I would agree with you. Um, I think tomorrow is going to be really critical because it'll also be interesting to see how the teams use their pitching strategically and if the game flow allows for you to be strategic or if you have to waste a pitcher. Um, my prediction is I, I think this game, this series goes five games. I think Monkeys win it. Um, I'm holding true with my prediction at the beginning. Uh, I, I feel like the monkeys are kind of on a, a date with destiny here. I, I think they are the underdogs, but I think legends win game one. I think monkeys scrape, scrap one out on game two. It's going to be a close one. And then they're going to win that game three. I think, I think the game flow is going to go where monkeys are able to save a Baranowski for game three or a Hable for game three. And they win that third game. Legends win game four and it goes down to game five. And I think at that point, the bats and the offense is what's going to win it. And it's going to come down right to the end. So I got monkeys in five. We'll see what happens. 
All right, cool. So that was that was fun. We went through it all. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited for tomorrow. So for everybody listening, we're going to be live on YouTube tomorrow, uh, six six p.m. game time, guys. Six p.m. Yeah, we're going five forty-five. I think we're going to go oh, a bit earlier if we can. Yeah. Okay, I, I like that. Five forty-five. Uh, it's going to be live on our YouTube. Uh, I'll be there to kind of help announce and um, kind of have the audience listening to something too. So it should be really fun. Uh, tune in, listen in. Uh, Lewis, any final words here before we sign off? Uh, Grant, really excited for that. These are the two teams that came into the championship this year. Uh, they're both pushing hard for the Melanie Cup, and uh, I'll be very proud to uh, shake either uh, Ty's hand or uh, Gregory's hand, Hogan's hand, uh, to pass it off to either the Monkeys or the Legends. Both teams have uh, deserved to be there. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, thank you for everybody listening in. Uh, again, keep tuning in to National Wiffle's Holy Commutes um, as more podcasts drop in. And uh, for the KWL team, thanks. Peace.